Welcome to Back to the Point. I am your host, Rick Goulding, from BC High's class of 2004. And uh, on this episode, we sit down with Erica Vardaro, who's the Director of Enrollment at BC High. And uh, we had a really good conversation with her. Um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a sec. Before we get to it, though, uh, just wanted to remind everybody, if you're listening and you haven't subscribed yet, you might be a lost cause. I've been telling you to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes ever since we started this podcast. I mean it just as much now as I did then. So please hit pause here. Go subscribe on SoundCloud, on iTunes. um, And then, you know, you'll get an alert when there's a new episode posted. And it'll be the most exciting uh, thing that happened to you in two weeks. I can promise you that. Getting that little notification on your phone that there's a brand new episode or on your computer wherever you, wherever you get your notifications um, and as always you should definitely feel free to pass along your feedback for the podcast and I wanted to give a special shout out to um, Brendan Mullen uh, from South Africa who sent us a really nice email with some some very good feedback some very um, very helpful feedback. So, Brennan, if you're listening to this episode, just want to say thank you. But we we take the feedback seriously, and you know, uh, Brennan sent us an email at back to the point at bchigh.edu. Uh, you can tweet at us. You can send us messages on Instagram. However, you want to send along your feedback, we're listening. We're ready to receive it. So, pass it along. All right. So, Erica sat down with us, um, and she tells us she told us a little bit about herself, but. Uh, we also really kind of got into the weeds on the mechanics of the BC High admission process, what the school is kind of looking for in its students, and uh, you know what this year's looking like so far. So it, it's it's a good episode. It's a little bit of a deep dive on the um, area of admissions and enrollment, but it's kind of cool because you know it's obviously a critical machination of the school, and uh, yeah, we I, I I had fun talking to her. So. Here she is, Erica Vardaro. All right, we are here uh, in our makeshift podcast studio on the third floor of Loyola, the morning of Wednesday, January 9th, and we are sitting down with uh, the Director of Enrollment, Erica Vardaro, here at BC High. Erica, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Rick? I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Thank you for taking time out with us and uh, chatting with us. Absolutely. I'm glad you're here, and it's great to see an alum giving back to the institution. Oh, <laughs> I'm happy to do it. I'm, I'm having a blast. So, um, you know, I think it would be helpful if we could just kind of start and learn a little bit more about who you are. Is this your second, third year on the... As in the, in this position? I've been at BC High now for three and a half years. Three and a half years. Okay, I apologize. No worries. Um, so three and a half years. Uh, let's rewind kind of back a little bit before that. Talk about um, the road that brought you to 150 Morrissey Boulevard. So I am a South Shore native, grew up in Hanover. I went to right. Notre Dame Academy, Okay. Um, as did my three sisters. <laughs> and... Um, I have known, obviously, a lot of boys who had come to BC Highway I went to middle school with, Mm. and I had a clear moment. Uh, It was my senior year at NDA, 
and I was involved in our pretty newly formed Key Club, and I was one of the senior coordinators, and we co-hosted what was called the Handicap Day at BC mm. High. So a bunch of girls came over, mm-hmm. and um, we had a day of activities with the BC High boys and these mentally and physically challenged individuals. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget leaving that day, and I said, if I ever have a son, he's going to BC High. Just the quality of people I had met associated with BC High, and that was always in my mind. Um, I, When I graduated NDA, I went to Bentley University mm-hmm. out in Waltham, and after I graduated from Bentley, I joined the admission office there as a professional. At, at Bentley. At Bentley. Gotcha. Okay. And just had a great experience there. Uh, I was a business communications major. I knew I wanted to be in education because I wanted to help young people, bottom line. And... So throughout my time at Bentley, I essentially I spent 21 professional years there. Um, I finished my career as director of admission almost for about nine years. And one of my schools near the end was BC High. Um, probably about five years prior to me leaving there, we were taking a look at all our primary feeder high schools, and BC High was one of our top ten. Oh, cool. So I said, okay, let me take BC High, just because I had a particular fondness for the school. Yeah, said, okay, a little connection. Right. Yeah. What can I do, what can Bentley be doing differently to better understand the students, better help them through the whole college search process? And so that's when I continued my to develop my relationship with the guidance office and one of the ideas was hey we get over 30 applications from BC High let's go in and interview the boys because not all of them get to make it to campus and one of the things that we were trying to do in our application review process is we looked at students as individuals at their high school so we read all the BC High applications together so now let's see if we can differentiate these boys and so I brought another staff member with me we came over one day and we did these interviews we started I think our first interview was maybe 8 a.m. in the morning last one was at 3 and we just kept going it was half hour one right after the other wow and it was a real it was a long day but it was a really rewarding day and come to find out Bentley wasn't the only school that was doing it and now we have 20 almost 25 schools who come and interview our boys on campus on campus wow um, so i was always impressed with the bc high guidance office the advising program just because in my career my admissions career i have really spent it going into new markets for bentley and looking at viability to recruit new students it has predominantly been spent in the private school sector mm. so in addition to New England, the New England region, I was down in Florida. I was out in Northern California. I ended my career in Hawaii. Um, but again, <laughs> focusing on, prim- on primarily the private schools. So I'm familiar with that, most familiar with that environment. Gotcha. And BC High always has stood out for so many different reasons. Okay. So what was the – at what point were you like uh, when you were at Bentley in your final kind of years there saying, all right, I'm going to BC High. Or what was that process like? Walk us through that a little bit. So obviously as a Bentley alum, um, as well as somebody who had spent 21 
professional years there. Yeah. An opportunity to pull me away from an institution that I just so so thoroughly believed in. It was going to have to be something special. Yeah. And I will never forget. It was a Friday in May. And I received an email from Shauna Hearn, our director of guidance. And the email pretty much said, Erica, I know you're really happy at Bentley, but there's an opportunity for an admission position at BC High. Just think about it over the weekend. And I <laughs> just going to leave that there. <laughs> yeah. Just going to, you just, you just mull that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I replied right away and I said, I actually don't need the weekend to think about it. I would be happy oh, wow. to entertain oh, wow. a, a conversation. And and so that kind of began the whirlwind interview process. Yeah. Um, and I was also at the point in my career where I said, you know what, I think it's time for me to explore other opportunities. College admission had definitely changed in the 20 plus years that I was a part of it. And one of the things that I wanted to do was to really be able to get back to a process that was about students and families. Mm. Um, there was so much a business side to college admissions, sure. more today than there was even 10 years ago. Yeah. And so moving to admissions at the secondary level was really a focus for me. Gotcha. Um, and so when I was exploring opportunities, I also had another position became available to me and presented itself to me mm -hmm. um, in a single sex environment mm -hmm. um, that was very close to my house. Um, but I decided I'm always somebody who thrives on a challenge and BC High was the greater challenge. And okay. so that's why I'll go for the longer commute, the greater challenge to be in a place that I've always held in such high regard. Gotcha. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you touched on this just a second ago. You mentioned that um, college admissions had changed a lot mm -hmm. over the course um, of, of your 20-plus years in, in that industry. I was wondering if you could talk just a little bit about, you said there's a business side to it, what, but what were more particularly, what were some of the changes you saw during your time um, in your positions uh, that you held at Bentley um, in terms of college admissions? Well, so at, when I first started out in admissions, I was an assistant director. And so I was pounding the pavement, and I was on the road for nine weeks traveling to high schools, predominantly in Connecticut, um, New Hampshire. And so I was really, I was meeting prospective students. I was meeting college counselors, guidance counselors. I was interviewing students in the coffee shop, in a mall, wherever. Um, and so it was really student-centric. And as I progressed in my career, mm -hmm. I was promoted five times at Bentley to make it to the director level. But once you become a director of admission, you know, you still have contact with students, but it's more limited because my responsibility grew to, okay, you need to enroll X number of freshman students, domestic, international, transfer students. And so I was really looking more at our strategy. Mm. Um, yes, I would interview students occasionally, but I had a team of admission counselors yeah. to be doing that on a regular everyday basis. Gotcha. Um, so that's where my focus turned more towards strategy and making adjustments and are we spending the right time in the right markets. Okay. Um, so that really pulled me away from that student I gotcha. interaction. You it's more number it was more numbers focused. Yeah. So and you missed that? You missed that student interaction, I'm oh, guessing. Oh definitely. Yeah. Um, I am somebody 
I don't I don't know how it happened, but you know, you hear of college interviews where the student comes in and they give you one word answers and you hope that you never have to interview that student. Right. To me, I'm somebody, give me that student because you know what? I'm gonna crack them. Yeah. I'm gonna make them talk yeah, yeah, to yeah. me. <laughs> and I never had an interview once I realized that I never had an interview where a student gave me the one word responses because I figured out how to craft questions okay. so that students had to talk to me. Yeah. And I just love learning about people and their backgrounds and what makes them different and where their interests lie, what their passions are if they have any. Yeah. So it just, um, that's that's one of the most rewarding things for me. I gotcha. Okay. And so um, you've been in this position for three and a half years mm-hmm. now. Um, oh, I, I, think, I think what I would lo- want to know is, um, so far, how has uh, the transition been from the college side of things to the secondary level, like you talked about? Um, and how have you found that your experience at Bentley, um, how's that informed kind of some of your early initiatives and early work here at BC High? Well, one of the reasons I was told that I was hired uh, was because I had a college admissions background. Mm. And I was told that BC High wanted to take what we were doing at the college admission level mm. and apply it now to middle school and, and secondary school. Got it. And so I am somebody, um, for those who know me well, they know I like to have a plan. Um, <laughs> I like to follow a plan, but I also believe that you need to adjust as you move along. Yeah. And so coming into BC High, one of, one of my primary charges was to create a recruitment plan. Um, and... I think my experiences at Bentley, I was at Bentley under essentially five college presidents. And so I saw a school transition through different leadership styles and had leaders who came in and said, okay, here's our greatest strength. Now let's capitalize on that. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to take that learning and say, okay, coming into BC High, what makes us different? Let's communicate that as best as we can. And so that's where, you know, being the only Jesuit school in the Boston area, okay, number one, that's yep. the, the biggest differentiator. Yeah. Um, I think having the college admissions experience of traveling to so many different private schools around the country, mm. I could pretty easily pick up some other differences as well. And so for me, the focus was and has been trying to articulate what does make BC High different. Because the reality is, especially in the Boston area, there are so many excellent schools, Mm. private schools, public schools, other independent schools, charter schools. um, And we're looking for students who are the right fit. So how can we communicate, here's what makes us different. Everyone's going to have a good academic program. But let's get beyond that. And so that's really has been a focus. I got you. And so what what are some of those things that you're trying to communicate? You mentioned that being uh, the, the only bo- uh, Jesuit school in the Boston area. What are some of the other things that you've really focused on communicating um, that either maybe we weren't communicating in the past or that, um, you know, we wanted to bring to the forefront a little bit more? Yeah, I would say we were communicating the messages. I think the challenges we were creating we were communicating so many messages. And so from an outside perspective coming in, I if I were a prospective family, I would say, okay, what am I paying attention to? Mm. And so um, what we did, the whole school community 
was asked, just prior to my arrival, was asked, basically put together, you know, three to five bullets of what are the, the highlights of your office, your department. And so what we were able to do is take that and say, okay, let's narrow it down. Mm. Um, I think we maybe had 10 topics and then we ranked them. And then we said, okay, here's what makes us different. You know, Jesuit, absolutely, number one. Um, When you, I think people don't necessarily understand Jesuit, what Mm. a Jesuit education is, if you're not familiar with it. There are many people who are not familiar. It's like a defined term. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. If you came to BC High or if you went to BC or Holy Cross or Loyola, you know what Jesuit education is. But if you don't like myself, you really have to spend time getting to know it. But one of the things I've definitely learned is when when prospective parents hear about the Jesuit values without calling them Jesuit, they're definitely, they say, that's what I want my son to be. That's who I want my son to be. So Jesuit is absolutely key. You know, when you talk about the graduate at graduation program of formation and you talk about, look, when when boys graduate from BC High, the goal is they will have achieved these five ideals, that they're open to growth, that they're intellectually competent, they're religious, they're loving, and they're committed to justice. When you say that to a prospective family, prospective parents, you can see them saying, that's absolutely how I want my son. For sure, yeah. Um, I would say, you know, we focus on four other differentiators. We have focused on four other differentiators. Um, and, And I would say, a little biased from my college admission background, but I would say our guidance and advising program, honestly, it's second to none. Um, The fact that in Arupe, we have the devoted guidance counselors, but then also the advisors in the home room to start and end the day. That's excellent. When students transition to high school, then they have to take a half-year guidance class. You're not going to find that at a lot of other schools. That's amazing. So that freshman year, first semester, they get to start meeting with their guidance counselor who's going to help them make that transition to being in quote unquote high school and then all the challenges and opportunities that come along with that. And then sophomore year, you know, they're still getting their feet wet, they're jumping into things, but helping them, continuing to advise them in the spring of their sophomore year, spring of their junior year, that's when they're starting the college search. Guidance counselor is right there for them. And then senior year when that course changes to be a fall class to help students get through the application process. Bottom line, when students are applying to colleges and that guidance counselor is sitting down to write that college recommendation, they know that student so well because they've had them essentially for four years. That is definitely a difference that I noticed as a college admissions director. The recommendations that were coming from BC High were so comprehensive and you could definitely tell the guidance counselor knew the student. They're doing academic counseling, personal counseling, and college counseling. So absolutely a differentiator. Yeah. I would say the Hyde Center for Global Education, another differentiator. Yep. Schools are providing students opportunities to travel abroad, but how many can say right now we have 17 official programs. I know the, the vice president for global mission and identity as well as one of our campus ministers just left today to go to Vietnam to do an exploratory trip. Could we create some kind of partnership in Vietnam? Oh, cool. Always looking to expand the opportunities and the fact that students can visit six out of the seven continents. That's pretty good. That is 
amazing. Yeah, that's pretty what good. high school student can say they've been to Australia or they've been to Scotland or they've been to Argentina? They lived in Argentina for three to four weeks. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think co-curricular opportunities. Yeah. I remember standing at uh, college fairs and students would come up to me and say, okay, well, can you tell me more about life outside the classroom? How many clubs and organizations do you have? And I would say, oh, you know, we have over 100 organizations. I come to BC High and we're claiming about that same number. Yeah. We're a high school of 1,500. I was working right. at a college of 3,000 plus sure. students. Um, so that's amazing. Mm. And I think that boys come to BC High, sometimes they have a, a predetermined path. You know, I'm going to be a football player or I'm going to be an athlete of some kind. And then maybe they don't make the team. Yeah. And then they discover passion for something else. There are so many stories I hear of that happening for to sure. students. Um, so co-curricular opportunities. And then the last, I would say, is our alumni network is definitely All right. a differentiator. Yeah. <laughs> I know, the proud alum I'm talking yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, again, having visited so many private schools around the country, honestly, I would say, I know I told you that I finished my admissions career recruiting in Hawaii, and yes, that sounds really glamorous. <laughs> took me about five years to actually see my first volcano because I was always working sure. when I was there. But one of the things that I very, very much impressed me about the Hawaiian culture is that there are so many private high schools on the island of Oahu. Mm. And it's interesting because what I found is that people there don't talk so much about where they went to college, but they definitely talk about where they went to high school. And that's what I feel like at BC High. And oh, yeah. It's the only other school on the mainland that I visited that I can say that. There is this incredible bond with alumni that, again, second to none. Yeah. Um, when I, as the admissions director, when I can put out a, an ask to our alumni saying, hey, we're having an accepted student reception for our high school accepts. We need alumni representation. Last year we had, I think it was maybe about 65 alumni show up. Keeping in mind, it was a Wednesday night yeah. at the end <laughs> of February. I think February. I was there. I think you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, it started at 6 o'clock. 65 guys yeah. showed up here. Yeah. Amazing. We had representation from every decade starting in the 50s. What other school can say that you put out the call to alumni and that many of them showed up yeah. because they wanted to be able to share their experiences with prospective families? I think you know the BC Higher uh, internship program, sure. again, how many schools are taking their alumni who are creating opportunities for our seniors, for our young alumni to do internships at their com at their companies. Yeah. So definitely the alumni network makes this difference. So very long-winded answer. No, no, it's to, great though. You know, the things that we're talking about that makes us so different. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Um, so I, I, to kind of drill down on the ad admissions piece of this. So I know that you're out um, with your team mm -hmm. uh, pounding the pavement and talking yeah. about these things. Where are we at in the process right now? So the admission committee has been meeting to review our high school applications. High school, the deadline was December 15th. 
And so now it's about you know trying to make our way through all of those applications, determine who are the students who are most academically prepared and who are the right fit yeah. for BC High. Um, quite honestly, we have a number of families who are still completing the process. Um, and you know, yes, we have a deadline, but this is a process about students and families. And if they would really like BC High to be an option for them, then we are certainly willing to work with them. Um, so we do have a good number of, of families who are still completing the process. Mm -hmm. um, so we have that happening, and then... And, and if any of those families are listening, please complete the process. Yeah, or if you're just recently <laughs> discovering BC High, then it's not too late. Reach out to us and we're okay, happy that's to work an important with you message. Yeah. on an individual Reach basis. out to Absolutely. Erica. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Admission at bchigh.edu. There you go. Absolutely. Reach out, get yeah. the process started. Yep, or just pick up the phone and call us. There you go. 617-474-5010. Thank you for this public service announcement. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we also, we are in the process of working with families who are looking at our Route 8 division for grades 7 and 8. Um, so last night we actually just hosted an information night that was focused on applying for admission and financial aid. Application deadline for them is January 17th, um, and the goal is their file is complete by January 17th, but I would com totally anticipate that we will be working with families to complete that process as well. So yes, we have these application deadlines, but it's also we're looking to bring in the right students to BC High. There's a human element to this process. There is absolutely a human element. And I think that came across last night in the questions that parents were asking. You know, yeah. what I said is, you know, come January 18th, if a student's file is not complete, does that mean, okay, let's cancel all these files? No, we're going to pick up the phone. We're going to do our outreach to say, hey, are you still interested in applying to BC High? Here's what you need. Let's work with you to get the information That's great. we need. So essentially what happens now moving forward or once the deadlines do pass is that admission becomes on a space available basis. So you okay. know, with our ninth grade families, our goal is to release our decisions by February 1. Okay. And so, so we still have space <laughs> oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're still looking at the full group of applicants. After that February 1, it really becomes on a space available basis. Gotcha. Um, but we, we entertain late applications Got it. each year. Okay. But so the so the point of that is apply, apply, apply. The sooner you apply, the better your chances. Yeah, there That's we go. That's the bottom line. Yeah. yeah. Get the process started if you haven't. You Absolutely. know, reach out. Okay. Definitely. That's great. Communication is key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're willing to work with you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about as you're out in the communities that you're um, in, talking to folks who are either in the process of applying or at, a, or at these information sessions, um, or maybe even folks who just pick up the phone and do call you, what are some misconce common misconceptions that you confront uh, about BC High that you have to say, well, hold on, you know, either that's not true or, you know, let's, let's talk through that a little bit. Oh, um, do I have a limit on misconceptions? <laughs> let's, let's, go for, let's go for like the top Couple. three. Yeah. Um, I would say a big misconception is that BC High's athletic program is so competitive, I'll never make a team. What people don't realize is that it's not as though we just have a varsity team and a JV team. Um, I think we have 60 or 70 teams when you look at the 20 plus sports yeah. that we have so you know yes there could be a varsity team and a JV team but there could also be a freshman A and B team as an example for one sport um, so um, yes we have a competitive 
sports program, but we also have some sports that are non-cut sports, like track, like wrestling. So there is opportunity to still participate in sports. Maybe it's not your desired sport at the time, but again, I think that's where boys realize that there are other opportunities, and they discover these incredible passions for yeah. other activities. Just uh, two weeks ago, I, I did a podcast with Ryan Walls mm-hmm. from my class, yeah. and he talked about how he got cut from every single sport he tried out for, mm-hmm. but he ended up discovering uh, writing for, mm-hmm. the, for the school newspaper, yeah. and now he's a writer, a comedy writer for Modern Family on ABC. I mean, it's like, you know, exactly what you're talking about. There may not be an opportunity there, but th- we have plenty of other stuff going absolutely, on. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And I also think that um, there has been a great focus, I would say, I would say with the introduction of Cadigan Hall to the BC High campus, I would say Cadigan Hall, a big focus for that is the arts, and that's what people don't realize Mm. that aspect of BC High that we actually have an incredible arts program so there are students who are coming to BC High because they want to be acting on the stage and get involved in our drama program that you know they actually have a, a great talent in the fine arts that they're able to explore here or maybe they're a musician and they're going to work with Dr. Matt Finnegan who's been here for quite a while yeah. and they're going to be in one of the multiple bands that are offered. Um, I'll also put in a little plug that our winter art exhibit starts today, goes okay. through the 15th okay. um, and it's amazing because they've been setting up for for the last week or so and essentially it's an art show over in Cadigan where you can see all of our students works from photography to sculpture to all different kind of medium of works that students produced last semester. It is amazing to see the kind of art talent we have here. And again, some of our students knew that they were interested in art and others discovered it similar to how you described your fellow alum. Um, they, it's a passion that was developed yeah. when they were here. So there, again, there's so many opportunities for students realize them and go for it yeah um, we have a lot of students too who maybe they're doing both you know maybe they're on the football field in the afternoon but in the, they're starting out their morning and they're part of the choir because maybe part of the choir they're traveling to this year i know they're going to switzerland they've been to austria they've been to the white house they've been wow. they've sung at the vatican wow so there's a lot of exciting opportunities in so many different realms okay and what's one more misconception that you face that you think that can be easily dispensed with i would say size you pull up to this campus, and for a first-time visitor, I think it can be overwhelming. Um, and then you read that our enrollment, or you hear that our enrollment is almost 1,500 students. That's a lot of boys in yeah. one place. Yeah. Um, I think what people don't realize, and honestly, it wasn't something that I realized until well into my first year, was that there is a great commitment to keeping class sizes to a certain size. Yeah. So I remember um, the first year, um, we had more students enroll than we anticipated. Mm. And so to me, as the new admissions director, I'm thinking, okay, so we just put more students into our room. I'm sure we have space in the room. And one of the vice principals corrected me and said, no, Erica, that's not the way we do it. It's about adding a section so that we can keep the high school classes, we really try and keep to max 22. And for the middle school, the Arupe division, we really try and keep them at 20 students. And to me, that was another one of those, this is why BC High does 
boys' education right. Yeah. Um, because they know how boys learn best. So it's, it's a sense of um, there are 1,500 boys on campus, mm-hmm. but on a day-to-day, yep. per, you know, period-to-period it, um, during the class days, it doesn't feel overwhelming. I don't think so. You, you could walk the halls on any day, whether it was over in the Arupe division or in the high school division, and you'll see some traditional classroom setups where it's just, you know, rows of desks and chairs. Sometimes you'll see students working, maybe they're in a big circle, all the desks and chairs are in a big circle. Maybe they are in pods of four because they're doing small group work. Maybe it could be a Harkness room for our, some of our upper class students. Mm. So the, the, when you look at the classroom setup, to me, they're not overwhelming. I think also the fact that our teachers, we really try and keep their teaching load to four classes, that means they're available to students during the day for extra help. So it is very common on any given day, I could be walking the halls in between meetings and I could see a science teacher sitting on one of the benches or sitting at a table in a common area and they're doing a one-on-one tutorial for students common or seeing it early in the morning or after school um, students really they're they're not just a number faculty really take a vested interest our faculty I mean I think every school will say their faculty are amazing I'm telling you our faculty are <laughs> truly amazing they're committed you know when you talk to alumni I'm sure you could sit there and say oh yeah here are the teachers who totally they made oh, a sure. difference in my life and I think every alum could yeah Yeah. I think every alum could say that it's because of their commitment to our students and helping them achieve success you know I think um, one parent had shared a story with me again this was in my first year Mm -hmm. and she had a son who was a senior at BC High and then she had a son in a in an excellent Boston public school that will remain nameless (laughs) and I and she was a mom for she her sons were raised in Charlestown and I said okay so compare BC High with this excellent Boston Public School and she said you know my son who is in the Boston Public School he's someone who he gets a B on a paper or on a test and his teachers are are giving him the kudos my son who's here at BC High gets the B and his teachers are saying great job, but I know you can do better. Mm-hmm. And they're pushing students to achieve even more, but not pushing them beyond what they know they can yeah. achieve. Um, and I think, and again, that's not uncommon from what I hear. And it, it's teachers who they see the potential in students and they are, they're going to help them achieve the best that they Unlock that can. potential. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so in terms of the kind of the, the mechanics of the um, admissions and application process. We talked a little bit about where we are today. Mm-hmm. For, for any family that heard that piece and mm-hmm. said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out, I'm gonna start mm-hmm. an application, but the application process feels daunting. Mm-hmm. What would you say about approaching it and what would you also say about um, you know, the actual application process and whether or not it is uh, kind of you know, overwhelming or daunting? Um, I would definitely say the application process is overwhelming for any school. It's not just PCI. <laughs> um, I would say um, 
first, what families can do, yes, call our office. Communication, again, communication is key. Yeah. We will work individually with families, and we do it every day, quite honestly, already. Okay. But we will work individually with families and help to alleviate any stress that we can um, and help bring as much calm to the process as we can. On the admission site on the applying page of the BC High website, on the right-hand side of the screen, there's this blue button that says Guide to Apply. And if families click on that button, Mm. then it'll bring them to a PDF of our application guidelines for this current year. Oh, okay. Um, And essentially, it is a document that it's just rich in content. So it basically says, here's our philosophy, here are our deadlines, here are all the things that you need to submit per grade level to complete your application to BC High. That's on the front side. The back side, you flip it over, and it explains each of the requirements, gives you the testing codes, et cetera, and then there's a little section on applying for financial aid. So that can be a handy resource for families. But again, this is about students and about families, and so I think the best thing to do is just make a connection with us, pick up the phone, send us an email, and we'll walk families through the process. That's great. Um, what would you say, if you if you tried to kind of summarize it, what would you say uh, the school BC High is looking for uh, in prospective students? Really good kids. <laughs> um, we, we're looking for students. So if you think about all that I had talked about, you yeah. know, with just the values of a Jesuit education, with the guidance and advising program, with the Hyde Center opportunities, the 100-plus co-curricular offerings, the alumni network. We want students and families who are going to come here, realize all the opportunities, and want to take advantage Mm. of them. We want students who are going to come here, they're going to make connections with people. You know, maybe they might meet you, and (laughs) you you have similar interests, and you say, hey, you know what, keep in touch with me, because... I want to hire you one day, sure. Um, or I just I want to be there to be a mentor for you. And that sounds great. And then when that young person becomes a BC High alumnus, then he's going to do the same thing for one of our younger guys, and just you know keep paying it forward. Sure. Um, so definitely looking for people who are ready to take advantage of incredible opportunities presented to them. You know, students who are coming to BC High, many of our students take public transportation. Probably roughly 11 to 1,200 of our 1,500 students are taking public transportation. That takes a lot. Um, it's a great learning lesson, certainly. Yeah. But it takes a special kind of student to say, you know what? I'm going to get up at 5.30 in the morning so I can make that train, get to school for 7 o'clock, sit there, do my homework, catch up with my friends, and get ready for the day. Sure. And then to be at school until maybe 4 or 5 o'clock at night because they're involved in extracurricular activities after school because they want to do their homework before they get onto that train or get in the car ride to go home. Um, so, so I think it definitely, you know, we want students who are going to look forward to coming to school, and I think that's a common thread. You know, so many times I talk to parents, at moms and dads, who say, you know, it's, it's really different for me because I don't have to wake my son up at 5.30 in the morning. He's already up, and he wants to go to school, and I'm thinking, <laughs> can you just sleep in for another 20 minutes sure. so I can sleep yeah. in? Um, I think 
you know, um, one of the things that also impressed me when I first came to BC High is that when I was asking our then president what we're looking for in students, you know, we're looking for students who are academically ready to handle the rigors of BC High, students who are ready to take advantage of the opportunities. But he had said to me, we are looking in addition to having great students as part of our community, we're also looking for great families to join our community. So we want parents to be engaged and involved. Um, yes, you know, there are some parents who, you know, the term helicopter parent has been around <laughs> for quite a while. I wouldn't necessarily say that's true of BC High parents in general, but we have parents here. You know, again, for admission purposes, we could say, hey, we're looking for some parents to come to our Arupe Information Night on a Tuesday, can anybody come help us out? And we had a half a dozen parents here, easily. There you go. Um, parents are invested because they see how happy their sons are, because they see very quickly how BC High changes their sons, even just in that commute. Parents who say, yep, he's been taking the train for the last three weeks, and I already see a difference in his maturity. And I just, I'm really relishing that in that as a parent. Great. Um, well, to wrap up, do you have anything you want to plug? Any events coming up? Or um, I know you mentioned the Winter Art Show, which starts today. Yes. Folks should come check that out. Definitely. Um, anything else coming up that you want to plug? Um, I would say really that the biggest plug is for people who are recently discovering BC High, or maybe BC High has been on their radar for a little while, and maybe they said, oh, I don't know if we could get in, or I don't know if we could afford it. I would say just pick up the phone and call us. Um, yes, the application deadlines have passed, but again, we're willing to work with you because we, we're looking for the right families to join our community. So don't let deadlines deter you. I just met a mother on Saturday. Her son was taking the IC on Friday night. She was talking to one of her friends. She said, oh, I'm taking my son to BC High so he can take his IC entrance exam but we're not looking at BC High. And then our friends, why aren't you looking at BC High? <laughs> and so she said, I think I have to talk to you about why I should look at BC High. Ended up touring her. He's now going to apply. Great. Um, so I would say that would be the biggest plug that I Reach make. out. Yeah. Okay. This is an incredible opportunity. Why would you want to miss out on something that's so special, so unique, and so different? So what was that uh, email address one more time? It is admission, A-D-M-I-S-S-I-O-N, at bchigh.edu. And the phone number? 617-474-5010. All right. Well, um, thank you very much, Erica, for taking time this morning. Thank you um, for your time. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right, that wraps up this episode of Back to the Point. Huge thank you to Erica for taking time and sitting down with us. Really good conversation. I appreciated it. Uh, thank you to Kristen Brophy, our... Uh, Jedi Magical Sound Editor. Uh, thank you to everyone at BC High who makes this podcast possible. Colin Carter and everyone else, you know who you are. And uh, thank you to all of you for listening. We've got a couple of uh, interesting guests lined up for the next, next few episodes, so uh, keep an eye out, keep an ear out, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. See ya. See ya.